0: night I broke my own screen curfew um, to watch a webinar that was uh, with Tony Robbins, Dean Graciosi and Russell Brunson. They said it was going to go for 90 minutes but it actually went for two hours. I was mildly resentful about that but I did enjoy it. I enjoyed it for many different reasons. Tony Robbins is such a larger than life Um, person. He's just so big physically and has a big head and big hands and a big persona and I find him absolutely fascinating to watch. Um, Dean Graciosi is such a likable, pleasant, I don't know what the word is, engaging, enthusiastic person um, and it was fun to see the two of them next to each other, particularly towards the end when they brought Russell Brunson in who sat between them as if he was their son and one was the mum and one was the dad. And he wore the white shirt and they both wore the dark shirt. Anyway, it was fun for that reason, visually. Um, I was also struck by, I've watched many video sales letters, which is what this was essentially. Um, and not many, I've watched a few, find them hard to watch. Generally, but this one wasn't. But what struck me with this one is I did have a much greater sense of their authenticity, of their normality, of them being people talking rather than uh, people delivering a, a script with various degrees of well polishedness. I mean, they are highly well polished, and of course, it was a script and they were delivering it, and of course, they are selling a product. However, I still found a lot of value in what they said and I just enjoyed it. I, I didn't want to stop. I could have just turned it off, but I quite enjoyed watching it and I waited to see what the offer would be at the end. Um, and as is my new habit, I did not make a decision on the offer there and then, even though there was built into it that that um, idea of scarcity and urgency, which of course is in all these things but I'm getting used to it now, so I'm becoming a little bit more immune to it. Um, And I think I'm going to go ahead with it, even though it's $2,000 US, and even though I feel like the last thing I need right now is yet another thing to study, yet another reason to be engaged with my computer above and beyond what I have to do normally, Uh, yet another reason to feel overwhelmed with, oh I've got too much to do, I'm trying to study 88 things at once. However, this was my thinking. Those three guys are really some of the top people that I know of in the realm of changing one's behavior in order to rewrite the future. And that's exactly what I think what I'm about. That's exactly what I'm about. I'm still um, clarifying how that's going to look, I'm still figuring out what I'm going to do with it, I'm still figuring out my own rewriting of my own future, let alone my ambition, I'll call it, to help others um, along their journey of rewriting their own future for something uh, that they have chosen, something that they have consciously created rather than um, just allow whatever future happens to appear to be the one you accept as inevitable and so if I'm going to make any progress in that direction I'm going to need some help. It's tough doing shit like that on your own. It can be done, plenty of people before me did do it, in fact those guys did it before me Although they didn't really, because every single one of them had somebody who they met who influenced them and who put them on that path or helped to put them on that path or, or showed them where the path was, they put themselves on the path they had all the they did all the work that made it happen, but they hadn't actually seen the path, they didn't know where it was, they just knew there was one. Um, and they didn't know where to find it. They knew that the direction they were going in wasn't right for them, wasn't leading them where they wanted to go. They were in the wrong jungle. And um, the, the person they met who influenced them just said, oh, look, there's this jungle over here, and then didn't help them get there they did all that themselves they told them it was there well they did help them but they in order to get that help in order to access that help they had to pay a cost whether it was financial or whether it was in time or whether it was in dedication well it would have been all of those things and more and so I'm going to need help and I'm going to let them help me why not they've done it all before they're experts in that realm and when I've received their help I won't be doing exactly word-for-word what they say because I'm me. I'll be doing my own blend, my own mix, I've read other stuff, I've had other helpers, I've paid other people to give me information even if it's just me buying um, Katie Bowman's book and I haven't just paid for that with the money I spent on the book, I've paid for it in the reading of Move Your DNA twice and a third time when I listen to it on Audible and taking notes on it and thinking about what she says and putting what she says into the greater context of all the other things that I've read about movement and how we as humans fit into nature and how our environment shapes us and how the loads we bear in all senses of that expression make us who we are. So I'm going to do it because I want that help. I want that extra oomph. I don't want to stagnate. I've made a lot of um, changes, and I can see incontrovertibly that I've changed my future already. Um, I, when I began all this, or at least consciously, I probably began it earlier, but a little bit more. Um, without any particular direction or knowing what I was doing when I began it consciously uh, at the age of 52 I was already on the at the beginning of that phase of life that the last few years before you actually die which um, is this that period of when we're in that slow lingering death and it for some people who are lucky They don't have that or that only lasts a few, couple of years, but for many, many people, and I guess I'm thinking of my patient population because they're the people I see all the time and I'm used to observing, that period of slowly dying can start 20, 30, 40 years before you actually die. And that's the period in your life where you start to lose your faculties at an alarming rate where you can't get up and down off the ground, you feel uneasy about going outside because you might fall, things hurt, you're in constant pain of some description, whether it's mild and you don't talk about it or whether it's very severe and you attend the pain clinic and are on medications for it. Either way, not many of those people aren't in some form of pain. You're on all sorts of prescription medications which are having terrible side effects, which you suspect but you don't, really know if they are and you don't dare go off them because you've been warned that if your cholesterol rises above a certain number then you're going to drop dead of a heart attack immediately and terrible things will happen which are ill-defined etc etc and I'm not sure what name to give that phase of life the slow lingering death is what I've been calling it Um, so when I was 52 I was beginning on that phase of life and I'm now 57 and I am not in that phase of life or at least I have removed myself from it by quite a distance. I've bought myself some years. Maybe if I just continue exactly as I am and I don't increase my determination I don't add more habits or continue to learn and continue to think about this and continue to move forward if I just stand still then I will enter that slow lingering death phase of my life um, perhaps when I'm 70 or 75 if I'm lucky. Uh, whereas i if i hadn 't changed my course at fifty two I would have been entering it now, I would be in the beginnings of it right now. I know that uh, there 's no question I was already there I already couldn 't do stuff. not that I can do everything I want to do right now, but I can do a lot more so so i 've made a lot of progress I have taken given myself a few extra years. Um, But if I don't make further changes, if I don't continue, then I'm still going to, that's still going to happen to me. It won't be as lengthy, it won't be as unpleasant, but it's still going to happen. So this isn't where I want to leave it. I don't want to just rest on my laurels and go, okay, I've changed this and I've done that and now I feel better. Now I can get into a squat, even though it's not fully comfortable. I can climb trees I can sort of run, although it 's still quite uncomfortable. Um, I can certainly get up and down off the ground and roll around on the ground. Uh, I can do all that, so that 's good enough and but it's not uh, it 's not good enough because I know there 's still inflammation going on I know there's still um, stuff happening that I need to tweak and i 'm still not i 'm not really fully in my power, my agency, sounds a bit woo-woo, I'm not fully in charge of my life, I'm a lot more in charge of my life but I still use disempowering language sometimes, I still have patterns where I, patterns of thought where I see myself as a victim or I see myself as a bit stupid, I don't understand things, I still do all that stuff. And I wanna move ahead from this. I wanna keep going because I love it, because it's fun. And just the journey alone, even if I don't achieve my objective, is actually exciting, fun. It gives me a sense of playfulness and delight in my life because I have some power and agency, because I have more choices available to me. And for me to go up to the next level, I've got to give myself some challenges and they will be a series of challenges. It won't be just one and I'm done. So I did the MoveNat challenge, which went for 44 days. Um, and I'm doing this Feldenkrais training, which is I haven't called it a challenge, but that's certainly a huge component of what I'm talking about. And I did the um, One Funnel Away thing with Russell Brunson. I've done a lot of workshops and courses which have all been in the same pursuit of the same thing. And so I reckon I'm going to do this thing with these guys. Um, There will be stuff in there that isn't my cup of tea, there will be stuff in there that I don't understand. There will be frustrating problems to solve where they've asked me to do some technological thing that I can't master on the computer. There will be stuff in there that's irrelevant to me. There'll be stuff in there that annoys me. But amongst all of that and completely outweighing all of that by a mile will be personal growth, will be me finding more ways of moving forward with the future I want, me finding more resources within myself that I haven't fully tapped into, me having a reason to be more disciplined, more focused in my pursuit of my own future and a sense of support from them even though I may never meet them, most likely I will never meet them, And even though it's probably not even them talking to me on the videos or modules or whatever they're sending me that I don't even know exactly what it is, it'll be someone they've um, asked to do it or paid to do it. But they will have chosen someone good, I know that. I know that from my experience with the One Funnel Away Challenge and my experience with other things I've done. Not all courses do that. Some of them choose someone a bit crap and the presentation's a bit obscure and long-winded and takes three hours to tell you something you could have found out in half an hour. So they're not all great. But I just know from the experience of all the multitude of workshops and online courses that I have done, I can tell that these guys will give me something good. They'll give me something polished, well-made, well well-crafted, well a quality product. This won't be the the cheap, crappy t-shirt from Kmart that cost five dollars and was made in a sweat factory in Bangladesh. This will be the organically grown, um, hand-woven, eco-dyed, beautifully crafted um, item of clothing. I can't think of another (laughs) analogy. Uh, It won't be the the kid who's learning to play the violin and, and, and is okay but sounds a bit crappy. It will be maybe not Yehudi Menuhin, however you pronounce that, that's my only knowledge of violin, Um, it'll be someone who can play well, who's been playing well for a while, for many years Um, and yes it's going to cost me a lot of money and I don't actually have it and I'm not sure where I'm going to get it, I'm not sure but that's the whole thing, if you don't have skin in the game, if you're not, if you didn't give yourself that pain of having to pay some money that's gonna be hard to find, then I'm not gonna value it if I haven't paid for it. I'm gonna just think, oh, well, I got it for free. I'll do it later. I won't pay attention. I won't value it. I won't worry about it too much. I'll let other things get in the way. I'll let my life distract me. So it's important to pay good money, hard earned cash to get the thing that is gonna take you forward. Because if you didn't, it won't take you forward, even if it's a fantastic quality product. And I know this from my work because my patients often don't pay me any money or don't pay any money to anyone for seeing me because they might have a pension card or whatever reason they're completely bulk billed. And then there are other patients who did pay to see me although it's actually very small because they still get the medicare rebate and when I give recommendations or I talk to patients about what might be um, a way to help them solve their problem the ones who haven't paid anything listen less and implement less It's been very obvious to me for quite some time. Now I'm not making an argument for everyone should pay a fortune to see a doctor and that's a whole other conversation I'm not getting into. However, in general, if something's free, people don't value it. Even if it's not a money thing, even if it's just giving their time, having some inconvenience or having to work for it in some way, If you haven't got skin in the game, you're not going to value it. And I'll certainly have skin in the game with this thing if I go ahead, which I will. Um, Oh yes, I wanted to state here that my aim is this thing, um, this thing of creating a future that I'm playing with. And me progressing from just talking into my phone, into a podcast that nobody listens to <laughs> from here to actually having more momentum, having workshops, courses, audiobooks, whatever it is that I will have, which I haven't quite figured out yet. I have ideas. I will be doing that by my 60th birthday. Um, I'm not saying I'll be huge, I'm not saying I'll be a multimillionaire. millionaire um, I'm not saying I'll be on the TV or a celebrity or sitting in a webinar with Dean Graciosi and Tony Robbins and Russell Brunson. Um, I, I shudder at the thought uh, from fear, not from dislike. Um, And from not even recognising that that is a possibility that can even exist. But I will have some kind of momentum. I will have, uh, I should set an actual um, benchmark of some sort. I will have coached in some way or impacted in some way more than a 100 people in the idea, in the concept, in the practice of uh, choosing consciously the future you want to create for yourself and taking steps to create that future. Steps which have led to measurable visible material results that's going to look different for everybody Um, and that's a whole other topic how do you measure your results? A very, very important topic. Might do that soon. Well, I hope this hasn't been too rambly and has been of some interest to somebody somewhere. And that's it from me.